You're listening to the 40th edition of the Bitachon Podcast. And we begin the last chapter, the 13th chapter of Darche Bitachon, the altar of Navardic. It's become clear to us, we've clarified through all of our studies together, that the correct path for those who fear Hashem, who desire to reach spiritual greatness, who live Tayach Bashem Shum Siba. The path is, the correct way to go, is to trust in Hashem without any efforts on our part, without, without believing in our own efforts, perhaps we could say as well. A person who has that full faith in Hashem does not need to do anything, doesn't need to put in any efforts. All those things that make a person have difficulty and occupy his mind in this world, and they cause him to minimize his obligations and his greatness, his spiritual perfection for the world to come. Hashem will provide for the person who trusts in him completely without any efforts on that person's part at all. Because God has many shluchim, he has many uh, agents through which he can provide for those who fear him with, with their needs. It brings here in the note, The altar of Navardic one time spoke with a certain Balabais, a person who was involved in his Parnasa, and he was trying to convince him to live a life of separation, of complete dedication to Tyra. This person says to him, What's going to be with my livelihood? Are they going to throw me the money from heaven? And the altar of Arctic responded and said, Cain, Cain's argument They do throw it down from the heavens, but there's nobody to catch it. There's nobody to pick it up when it falls on the floor, meaning it's there. The money is there waiting for us. It's just a question of, do we bend over and pick it up? Do we open our hands to receive it? Because the is ready to give us without any efforts on our part. The question is, are we ready to receive it? Back inside of the altar of Navarra. Like the sages say, When Jeremiah the prophet, he gave rebuke to the Jewish people, he asked them, why are you not involved in the Torah? Why are you not giving yourself over completely to learning Torah? So he said, they said to him, They asked him, what are we going to do? How are we going to have our livelihood if we are completely involved in learning? He took out the container. There was a container that was saved from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, from the time of Moses. Inside of that container was the, the miraculous bread that the Jewish people received in their time in the wilderness, in the 40 years of the wilderness, every single day, except for Shabbos, of course, on Friday they got double portion. But that mon, what in English is called the manna, the mon was saved in a bottle, and Jeremiah the prophet took it out, and he said to them, see, behold the word of Hashem. It doesn't say, hear the word of Hashem, which is his usual parlance, that's the usual way he would say things. But he says, see, see behold, with your eyes. The reason he uses the word ru 
is because he, he was showing them something. He was saying, you can see right in front of your eyes the Tzintzem HaSamon. This is what they used. They were the entire, they were called the Dordea, the generation of knowledge. They were involved for 40 years just in studying the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu had received. So, this is how they received their Parnassah. You also, all you need to do is involve yourself in learning and you also will be able to receive your Parnassah from this. God has many agents in order to prepare the food that is needed for a person, for those who fear God. Says the altar of Navardic, they were careful about their language. They were very careful. They said, you also involve yourselves in learning Torah, and then God will provide you with your livelihood from this. What do we see from this? Those who are involved in learning Torah and those who fear God. Once again, we see that the altar of Navarik is talking to the Yari Hashem, he's talking to the one who fears God, the one who's learning his Torah, the one who's, whose life is completely focused on the service of God. A person who is learning is promised, says the altar of Navarik that they will receive, in miraculous ways, hidden ways, that which they need, without any efforts, without any tricks, from the, from the side of the person himself. However, Hashem will give him it in a wondrous, miraculous manner completely. That can't be, that can't be, um, can't estimate it, with regular human intellect. Just like the man, the manna, came to the person, came to a human being, without any efforts on his part, and in a completely miraculous way, that can't be understood with human intellect. Sorry, I'm reading this again. It came to the Jewish people in the Midbar in this miraculous way. Can't be understood intellectually at all. The verse tells us in Deuteronomy, in Dvorim Perkches, that Hashem was you, He made you hungry. He then fed you with the man that you didn't know and your forefathers didn't know. What is the explanation here? The man came to them in a miraculous way without any hishtalus at all. They didn't imagine, they didn't, couldn't even imagine that something like this was possible. And it could be that the reason, that this was the very reason why Hashem brought it to them in this miraculous way, a completely miraculous way, that couldn't be understood by the human intellect at all. Anything that a person understands, anything that a person can say, look, I, I understand this, this makes sense, it's possible. Anything that the human intellect can grasp that it's, it's possibility. Even if it comes to them in a very complicated way, and 
through all kinds of very unusual and, and complicated circumstances. In any event, since it's something which is possible, a person can, you know, it makes sense to the person at some level. So a person can always ascribe this thing that happened to him to some natural event. And you can believe that it happened, you know, it's, it's a minimal help from Hashem. But instead what Hashem did was He wanted to give the Jewish people their needs in a way which was completely miraculous. That it would be impossible for a person with their mind, with their intellect to, to conceive of this kind of thing. And Hashem did this in order that you should see that it's not necessary to put in any kind of effort. Even the smallest amount of help. To prepare any food. Those who fear Hashem and those who are of His name, those who consider His name to be significant. After HaKadosh Baruch put us in a state where naturally we were starving. We had no food. We were very poor. We had nothing. We had no social interactions with the world around us. Shalomim called Sibas of Shoyas Asik Tarpam. He took away any possibility for them to get that which they needed. Oz, Rak Oz, then and only then, Hechila Hemes Hamon, did Hashem give them the mon, the miraculous bread. Laharis Lam Vladir Saboim, Shemi Belish Shum Siba Noisen Tarfli Rev. This is to teach us that Hashem does not need any help on our part. Those who truly fear Hashem, those who truly have the type of faith, the bitachen beli ishtadlus, which we've spoken about so many times throughout this series. But it's important that he's saying that this is for people who indeed are Yirei Hashem, who have complete fear of God on a very high level, and who completely excuse me, completely dedicate themselves to their learning, to their, to their dedication to Hashem. The, the main foundation of Bitochen, in the path of Bitochen, is God is your shadow. And according to the measure that a person measures, that's how they measure towards Him, right? We have a concept of Mida, Kenegid Mida, measure for measure. God behaves with us the way that we, so to speak, behave with Him. The Ramban, in his explanation of the Torah, as well as the Rambam, and in the Chavis Halavavis, Those who fear Hashem, who desire to empty their hearts from all of the problems of the world, the, the things that occupy their minds. They don't need to do all kinds of efforts in order to bring that which they need, to bring their livelihood. As the verse says in Mishlei, in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 3, Hashem will not cause the soul of the righteous to be hungry. 
And such a person can live with a tremendous amount of menuchas hanefesh, of calmness of spirit, without any without any feeling of, of worry in the world. Now, even though that the Rabbi Yonah says that the Midah Vitochen is something which is a positive commandment of the Torah, if you look in Shari Tshuva, Shari Gimel, Simen Lamed Beis. Says the altar of the Vardik, even though, yes, it's true, as the Rabbi Yonah says, that the Mitzvah Bitochen is something which is an obligation, meaning, I need to believe and trust that Hashem will provide for me, that Hashem does provide for me, Hashem has always provided for me. I need to believe that with an absolute belief. Why? Not even if I know it logically. Not even if I know it intellectually. I need to believe it because the Torah says so. The Torah says I need to believe that. But says the Alter Navarik, although that's true, that a person has to have that belief even without the intellect, but that's not to say that it's not something that one can attain intellectually. Let's imagine for ourselves a person who places his trust in somebody just like him. He trusts in the person. Sorry, there's a lot of flies over here. He trusts in the person. He trusts in him completely. And that's his efforts. Would anyone think that that person who's being trusted in, if the person knows that this person has no one else that he's hoping to, to, to gain this particular advantage or whatever, to, to get this particular thing from, Ruvain trusts in Shimon. Ruven has his full trust placed in Shimon. He knows that Shimon is going to provide him with what he needs. And Shimon knows it. Shimon knows that Ruven is completely trusting in him. There's no one else that can help him. What's going to happen? Ruven has said he's going to, even if he has to die of starvation, he's only going to take the thing that he needs from Shimon. Okay? So the person who's being trusted in is going to, you know, Shimon, Ruven is trusting in Shimon. So Shimon knows that Ruven is completely trusting in him. He has, he's got to take care of him. He knows that. That's, that's just the natural uh, human, uh, a human response to someone who, who, who needs. Are talking about Yizehu HaSiba SheYushlan Tzorach HaVayidemi SheBotach HaLav? So the Bitochen is that which causes the fact that Shimon knows that Reuven trusts in him and that Reuven has no one else to rely upon, that is the reason that Shimon is going to make sure to take care of Reuven. It's like a, uh, to say it in a funny way, it's like a forced commitment. Reuven is forcing Shimon, through his trust, to take care of him. So the other in the is saying that if that's true in our, in our social interactions with others, if it's true between man and his fellow, Certainly it's going to be true. Kodesh Baruch is the one who programmed us. He made it that we would feel that if someone's trusting in us, that we we got to take care of that person. You know, I'll give you an example. Today, uh, my, my daughter, she's nine years old, Kanai Nahara, she is starting a chug. She's starting to learn how to play the violin. 
her and a few other girls are, are studying with a teacher. And that violin had to be picked up. We had gone and we had looked at the violin a few weeks ago. And her chug is today. It's starting today. My wife is not available. She's involved in something else. She's not able to pick it up. Who's going to pick it up? I know that the only one that she's depending on is me. No one else is going to do it. I'm the one she's depending on. My wife is not available to do it. My daughter, my other older daughters are not going to do it. Who's going to do it? I knew I had to do it. I knew I had to do it because I knew that she's trusting in me. When she walks in that door, she's going to find on the table a violin. A violin so that she can take her class. And that's a normal human interaction. That's a normal human way of feeling. When you know that someone trusts in you, believes in you, and you're the only one who can do it for them, you're going to do it. You're going to take care of them. You're going to make sure it gets done. And a Kodesh Baruch who says the altar of Navarik is the same. Kodesh Baruch who, when we completely trust in Him, we really, really completely put our faith in Him. We have no one else to rely upon. Only God. Only a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Only Hashem. If that is our attitude, so then a Kodesh Baruch Hu Himself, of course, Baruch HaGever SheYiftach Bashem. Blessed is the one who trusts in Hashem. What's the result of our trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu? As he's saying, God is your shadow. The way that I interact with God is how God interacts with me. If I show Him that I completely trust Him, Hashem will be the one who shows us that He's the one upon whom we can rely. Thanks so much for listening. See you again next time.